This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch. Hello, hello, hello. My friend, this is Pastor Callie with Callie BPN Hargraves. Radio and Facebook Live this morning. So happy to have you with us. So happy to be here to worship the Lord and talk about Jesus, which is my favorite thing to do, Laura. Yes. And I've got one of my favorite ladies, uh, handmaidens of the Lord, uh, just a dear friend, uh, Laura Davenport. Her and her husband pastor uh, in Washington, um, Vancouver, Washington, and uh, Heritage Church. There's an it's an amazing church. They're an amazing couple. Um, Brian, uh, Dr. Brian Davenport's the, the pastor there. He is just a real man of God, lover of Jesus, lover of God's people, and a just amazing in the word of God. Um, and that's y'all's church is just doing so well. And then Laura is just a precious handmaiden of the Lord. She just loves Jesus with all of her heart and she loves God's people. And she's one of my favorite people. She's just just real. Okay. She loves Jesus and she's authentic. And Pastor Callie loves authentic. I don't, you know, I never did like fake nothing. I like authentic and Laura is authentic. So we're going to just talk to you about faith today. We're going to talk to you about Jesus today. We're also going to prophesy over a few names that the Lord has put something in our hearts for. And, uh, but before we get started, Laura is one of my speakers that is coming for our crown conference. And that is next week. Um, it's yes. I can't believe it's here. It's on us. It's on us. It's next, uh, Friday night and all day Saturday, November the uh, 16th and November the 17th. And Laura, uh, is one of four special speakers that we're bringing in. And we're going to use some uh, other amazing women that are actually in our church, but we're bringing Laura in, uh, Laura Davenport, and you're going to get to hear her today a little bit and, and get a taste of her heart and her spirit. And then we're bringing Jenny Donnelly in and Ann Hammock in and Susan uh, Richardson in, um, and then Laura Gallier. So actually there's five of them coming in to be a part of this conference. And um, you're going to be so blessed. This is not going to just be your normal conference where you, and, and listen, all conferences are great. And I, you know, any conference you go to, you're going to get something if you go with an open heart, that's for sure. But I really believe it's going to be an encounter, Laura. Yep. And uh, I believe that, that women's lives are going to be changed forever. And I can, I can, count on maybe five fingers and i've been serving god for almost 40 years um well actually it is 40 years 41 years um where i had an encounter i've had a lot of amazing services a lot of amazing prayer time i don't want to discount anything that god's ever done for me but i've had four or five encounters in my life and i believe that this is going to be one of those encounters where um jesus shows up in a powerful way and every lady is going to be touched in a way that they'll never forget. Um, So Laura, I want to talk a little bit today about faith. All right. And I'm going to pull up my notes uh, and I've been on this subject a while and I just can't get off of it. Um, 
you know, faith is not just a one-time experience or even a multiplicity of just, it's a journey. We're we're on a faith journey. And I think when we get, we understand that it's like I, I told somebody the other day, it took a lot of faith for us to start this church. We didn't have any money. We didn't have a building. We, we didn't have anything, but we obeyed the Lord. We stepped out in faith. We started renting some buildings. Yeah, we started renting some buildings, and God began to provide, okay? And over the course of, the, of time, we, we own our building, which God gave us a gift from the Lord. It took faith. We're, 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 the congregation is a nice size. We're able to do more for the community than we've ever done. God's blessing and we're growing. But now we're using our faith to go to the next level. You will always use your faith. You cannot be a strong Christian without allowing God to cultivate in you strong faith. Yes, absolutely. And I even wanted to go back um, in talking about faith for the conference next week, because while Pastor Kelly is bringing in, and I'm not including myself, those other women that she mentioned are powerhouse women of God, and they are bringing their faith, their their um, work, and, and their experience to this. But then all of you that are coming or on the edge of coming, you're going to bring your faith yes. as well. You can't just come expecting you know our faith to get on you. You bring your faith, however the mustard seed, or if you got a big, full life of faith, bring it. Because what Pastor Kelly's saying is, it is, it's like, it's a, it's a building, faith upon faith upon faith. It's never, we're never going to stop having faith or increasing in our faith. So you're just, it's just going to be a powerful faith increase time next weekend. That's what I wanted just to, to piggyback back on talking about the crowned conference next week, that you come with anticipation. That is, that's, that's our faith. I anticipate God to show up. I anticipate God to be good. Yes. So it's so important for your own personal disciplined life because we live in life and sometimes life stinks. (laughs) Yeah. It's line upon line, precept upon precept. And, um, one of the things that strong faith, the faith journey will develop strong mountain moving faith. And I, you know, I've used faith for a lot of things in my life. I've used faith in, in relation to my children, when they were going through things, I've used faith to, uh, I've used my faith in God. Cause it's, it's not, it's without him, the, you know, my faith in him, right. but, um, to help me in times, I tell you the times that I've felt like my faith grew the most were in dark times. Yes. Absolutely. Or times, there nothing else to hold on to. Yeah, or times I couldn't necessarily even feel God. Or, you know, I was going by faith. I knew what God's word said, and I knew his word was true. Uh, I heard Joyce Meyer say the other day, we need to quit telling people to read their Bible. We've got to start studying our Bible so that when the storms of life come, our faith will sustain us. Yes. And the, and, and the con- consumption of God's word is really what's going to build our faith. The consumption of God's word on a daily basis, not just reading it, but consuming it, eating yes. it yes. and praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So important. Build, builds up our most holy faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you just said, I was, we talked about that yesterday that we were going to talk about faith. And I was just thinking about scriptures that are encouraging us about faith. And you just talked about moving the mountain. 
And it does. It says right there in Mark 11, he said, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whatever that mountain is in your life, whether it's your kids, like Kelly's talked about, or a dark time, be, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, it's going to happen. It will be granted to him. When we speak with faith into a situation, we have that, it's like we have that assurance it's going to happen. He's partnering with us. Yes. Just like he did with, with David. I, I was preaching this last Sunday and I was preaching about faith and testing. Mm-hmm. And um, faith, we trust in God. When, when David stepped out to kill Goliath, he rested on knowing that God was going to take care of it, that whatever, he, whatever God told him to do, that he was going to add some super to his natural and he was going to kill the giant. Yeah. So he stepped out by faith, but that faith started in the backside of his daddy's pasture mm-hmm. in a very intimate place. God began to build his faith with killing lions and bears and protecting just a small flock of sheep. Yeah. And then when it came time to protect Israel, because his faith had grown in those little th- areas that God was teaching him and training, he was able to step up. Yeah. But but our faith grows, in my case, some of the greatest growth I've seen is in times of testing. And testing reveals, it reveals, and it deals. Mm, that's good. It reveals and it deals. So faith is a part, I mean, testing is a part of my faith. That's when my faith really comes into play is when something happened that I didn't plan on or didn't ever expect to ever come into my life. And then now I have to trust on the God that I've served all my life that has been good to me to get me through this test. So test will reveal and deal. And how, how I said this on Sunday when I was in Beaumont preaching this last week, it will reveal the things in my life that are strong. I, one of the tests that I went through a couple of years ago revealed to me how much I loved Jesus even though it was the worst test of my life that I literally got a revelation that, you know what, Kelly, I know, I know that I love Jesus more than anything now. Yes. So it revealed to me my love for Jesus, but it also was able to deal with me about mixture in my life that was hindering me from growing to the next level of faith. That's good. So testing will reveal many times good things in our life that we we love God sometimes more than we know yeah we don't give our ourselves credit enough but it will also deal with areas in our life because we're body soul and spirit and that soulish man can't have mixture and what I say when I say mixture if you don't understand in other words when you get saved your spirit becomes perfect because Jesus is now in complete control of your spirit but your soulish man your your mind your body your will that is converted and redeemed through intimacy with the father through the studying and adherence of God's word and through allowing God to purge out because a lot of times people get saved and they say, well, pastor Kelly, I I still went and I lost my temper this week. Well, that's something that that God is going to deal with you about. And so you need to go get in that scripture and look up every scripture that talks about control or um, uh, being self-disciplined and begin to read that and it become a part of your spirit. And then you'll find yourself not losing your temper. Right. 
Does that make sense, Laura? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and being filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, the, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we are, we carry his fruits and one of his fruits isn't anger. One of his fruits isn't, you know, being, losing our patience and things like that. Instead, it's love and kindness. So absolutely. Yes. So good. It is love. Kindness, Holy Spirit. And it's also, you know, uh, I've seen people come to the altar and this happened for me. There were things that when I came to the altar, Laura, I completely got delivered of immediately. Right. Yeah. And, And then there were things that I had to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling as the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding me and showing me and revealing with me. So he will deal and he will reveal. And, and the testing is where our faith is, is grown. I'm one of my best friends in the world. Her name is Anita Childers and she'll be, she's here part of this church. And, um, you know, she loves Jesus. She's always, I, I can't remember a time that Nita was not a prayer warrior. I can't remember a time we've known each other since we were 16, that she wasn't in God's word. Well, when she lost her daughter to leukemia, when she was a young woman, her oldest child, And I watched her go through something that was horrific. I see people lose their faith when they go through a trauma and, and, but she never lost hers because, because first of all, she had a real experience with God and there was nothing that was going to take that away, but she allowed that experience to reveal and deal with her and her faith became strong. We must be so grounded in the word that when something comes that the world looks on and says they have to love Jesus. Right. There's no way they could go through that with that kind of joy without loving Jesus. Yes. Unshakable. We have to be unshakable about when, when circumstances or events come at us. And absolutely with the, with, the, with our faith, it's not that we're pretending that things don't bother us or that this current trial or test that we're in right now isn't hard or struggling, but it's that we have a different kind of hope. We're, our faith is unshakable. If we're rooted in God's word, if we're rooted in, in, in faith in Christ, then storm come at me. Like dad likes to say, come at me, bruh. <laughs> you know, yeah. do your best because I've got better. You've walked through this in a, in a way. I, I love your family. I, I think about getting in the car with you and your kids and Ben and watching how y'all love Ben and how amazing Ben is just as a person, but how you've walked through, I know it was a storm beyond any, I I can't, I've never been through a storm like that. And I want you to talk a little bit about your, your uh, experience when Ben got sick and, and how you, how you managed and, and, and entrusted God through that situation. Yeah. So I'll, uh, maybe I can just talk about the more, the more recent one, just in this last year. Um, mostly because with, with, with our, our firstborn, he does have a diagnosis that is a life-threatening diagnosis that we've walked through with him since he was in first grade and he's 20 years old now, a college student. And so of course there's been journeys and just backing up, even when, when, uh, 2005 came, excuse me, no, 2000. Max was born in 2006, 2006, and we, we received this diagnosis. Talk about both Brian and I are, are church kids. I mean, born and raised in church. Church is all we know. We joke that we go on vacations, we go to church. Right, <laughs> right. That's our vacation. And and both of us, you know, rooted in, in the word and filled with the Holy Spirit and just lean on that. But it's still, that, that for me personally was a... Um, 
caused such dissonance because in my, in my heart and mind, had I seen other people experience who love the Lord rough times? Yes. But when it happens to you, there's this like, wait a minute, this, that's not supposed to happen to me. <laughs> you know, yes. no, no, cause my God's good. And so I kind of had to pull myself through reminding myself that he is good. He has good for me. He does not cause harm. He's not the bringer of harm. And so for, for that, for that season, it's been, you know, 15 plus years now of, of just walking through contending for the miracle in Ben's body while at the same time rejoicing for others and miracles and, and, and not letting one thing identify who we are. We don't identify ourselves by a, a diagnosis or a label given. And I really actually feel like that's for someone listening. Woo, that's so good. You do not need to identify yourself as a label that's been spoken over you, whether that be by a doctor or by a parent or by a husband or a wife, but your identity is in Christ. So Benjamin is a son of God and we we just, we live life with joy and peace and hope and still contending. Yes, God is going to to manifest that healing miracle. Um, But then then kind of fast forwarding to this last year where we had this really weird in February of, of this year, weird scenario where he, I, I thought we were losing him. He, we just finished the Super Bowl. <laughs> we watched the Super Bowl together and everything was fine. Totally fine. And then out of nowhere, he, he kind of called out my name in a way that I've never heard him call my name. I was upstairs. And when I came downstairs, he, he had nearly passed out at the kitchen table, which that's never happened in our life. And I, I, it was like, he couldn't see or hear me. And he even said, I can't see you. And I'm screaming. Now one might say, well, did you just lose your faith in God? You were panicking. Well, no, but it panic. I, you're I, a I, mother. Yes. You're a mother. Yes. You're dealing with your emotions. Honest, I was screaming at something that I didn't, I, I felt like there was a presence that was not wholly happening right there. Oh, wow. I was speaking to that and saying no. And so you get your panic on if you feel in in that sense of that holy panic, or maybe that's not, I I can't show you in scripture where there's holy panic, but just that fierce, holy, no, no, no. And I I yelled and we, you know, we had to call 911, something that's never again. I, I just, I've never had to call 911 for a child, have an ambulance come and take him in to a hospital. That, that just, his heart rate was way up. But long story short, he was, had a, a bleeding ulcer, which there was no reason and no understanding and came out of nowhere. But it, it, during that time, during the, that week or two where you're, you know, fighting to get him better, I was like, this is, we've got this, you know, and even just seeing the moments where, where the Lord was so good and even keeping Benjamin calm and, and, and Ben felt like he just heard so many wonderful things from the Holy spirit. But what happened for me later was this, um, PTSD, I guess, if you will, your equilibrium was knocked off. I just, I felt shook, but not so much. So where I didn't, I lost faith or, or I didn't have the faith. It just, I just want to encourage you that if you go through something like a test, like like Pastor Kelly was talking about, or or a trial or a situation, it's God's a big guy and He can handle that. You know, like ah, I didn't like that. Jesus, help me. You right. know, I'm feeling I'm feeling broken. I need your help. And I then- remember. I remember. Rachel uh, being a young girl and she was off at a church camp and her diabetes went. Her sugar went real low and they're calling me panicking because she's, she's fallen out. 
And I remember having one of those moments, just like you did. I screamed over the phone, Rachel, be healed. You will live and not die because her, her sugar can just, your sugar bottoms out. It's not good. And, but I turned into a crazy woman, but I wasn't a crazy woman with no faith. I was a crazy woman that was using my faith and not going to allow my daughter to die. And I believe God was going to speak through me and not allow her to die before her time. We all have an appointed time to go out of here, but she's not going before her time and Ben wasn't going before his time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, what he kind of explained to us later is he even sensed in that moment at the table when I was yelling he even sensed he heard a voice that said no in inside of him and so just just a powerful thing but i i would say that i would never say that 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 i hear people say often oh i you know my faith got really shook i i don't know if that's the case i think your life got shook i think our our ourselves having to be reminded that he's still good got shook but but faith is it's it's like the roots deep down with trees they they don't storms come and the trees do this right we yeah those roots they're not going anywhere no that's exactly right i don't think your your faith got you i think your faith was uh reacting to a situation and you're we still are flesh we still have you know uh just because i'm crying in the middle of a trial doesn't mean I don't have faith that God's going to get me through it. Right, right. Because and it's I'm so during that time too, like Kelly said, to be rooted in the word, to know God's word. So before it happened, you know, that's why it's not like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going through a rough time. I better pull my Bible out. You better have pulled that Bible out before. Yes. Pulling that Bible out needs to be a daily thing. Yes. Uh, using on scripture. I mean, this, this is our manual for life. This is, this describes to us the heart of God. This describes to us the power of God. This, this tells us the history of our God and what he's done all through the centuries and time. This shows us his mercy and his tender loving care and how much he cares for us. And it reveals the church in entirety. The new Testament shows us what the church is supposed to look like and, and how we're supposed to walk. And if we don't read it, we don't know. We don't know. And so when, and so if, if the only thing that's talking to us is culture, then we're, then when we get to a place where we're in a test or a trial and we need our faith to be strong, we believe the lies of the enemy or we believe the, the cultural lies and um, God's word is true. One of the scriptures I wanted to read today was first Corinthians two and five, and this is the international version. So, and this is what it says. So that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Yes, I wrote that down too this morning. I love that. Yes, faith rests in the power of God. In the power of God. I don't know human, because many times my faith did not seem reasonable. It did not seem reasonable in 2002 for us to start a church with 12 people and no money. That did right. not that did not seem reasonable, right. but it was the plan of God. It did not seem reasonable uh, when my son was in trouble and addicted to opiates, and he had lost his way, and it seemed as if he had lost his mind. Right. And I remember his brother calling me saying, um, "Mom, I I, th- I think he's lost his mind." And I I said, "Faith said we will not say that." Right. We will not agree with that. I know what it looks like in the natural, but I also know every prophetic word that's ever been given on that boy 
to that boy. And I stand on those. And we as a family are going to declare that he is healed, whole, set free. And now he is healed, whole, set free and doing fantastic. So that's just one, two incidences. I got a million. I've lived for God for a long time, but uh, you came too late to the party to tell me that God doesn't answer prayer. Right. You came too late to the party to tell me that faith doesn't work because it, faith in God does work. Yes. Uh, now, have I ever had things I prayed for that I didn't get answers? Yes. Yeah. But my faith held me in those situations too, because I have to trust that God knows more than I know. And when I get to heaven, if I don't find out on earth why he didn't answer it, I'll know in heaven. And by the time I get there, we'll not care. Exactly. That's so good. That's so true. So good. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. I love to, um, I was listening. We are, our, our church ladies have been going through Christine Kane's unexpected yes. uh, Bible study. It's just really been a, a, a really great time. And even getting to hear a few stories from them, from these women in our church, their hearts about, you know, because he unexpected things happen, good or bad. And, yes. and but what I love that she said to last night that I, and I've heard this before, but impossible is where he starts. That's where he starts. So what looks impossible that's and great. oh my goodness, so many things in our lives can look impossible for from your bank account to a project at work to a, a situation with your family or your husband or children, whatever it would be. You know, we it's so easy for us to say that's impossible. That's impossible, but impossible is where he starts. And that yes. is so encouraging for us. That's like, for me, that's like, oh, that build, that builds my faith. That edifies me. That says, yes, it is. Impossible is where he starts. And my identity is in him. So I'm ready to take on the impossible. That's with- so beautiful. And it's so true. Uh, one of the things that the promised land is always accompanied with giants. Mm. So that's where that impossible comes in. Yep. It looks yep. impossible. You know, the, the yep. 12 spies, they sent them over there and, yep. and, and 10 of them said, you know, this is impossible. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, the, we're just grasshoppers in their side. We can, we can't even do this. I, I, and then two said, no, 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 no. The grapes are the size of my hand. Uh, we're well able to take the land because they knew that, yeah. that God would protect them and God would keep his promise. You'll never receive your promised land if you're not willing to step out and face the impossible. Yeah, that's good. If you're not willing to step out and face the giant. The thing that I think is important, they saw giants, but do you know that Israel never dealt with a giant until about 300 years? So many times the things that the enemy, and I said this the other day with Jenny when we were talking, many times the, the things that the enemy taunts us with is not even going to happen. Right. It's just lies. It's just fear tactics. It's strategies. And if it does, God's big enough to handle it. Right. Yeah. And it's also for us and to not to even become not to not tolerate those things. I mean, we there's giants in our lives that maybe some of us are just tolerating or, or coping using the world's coping mechanisms, but we don't have to do that. Right. You know, we right. can just say, you know, no to those those we are giant players because of, of Christ in us and being filled with Holy Spirit. We can speak what we speak. You know, we've talked about this before. Our words are powerful. We can come against the, the plans of the enemies. We can come against the giants in our lives and speak speak over those things to to go and speak truth into situations. Uh, strong faith is also developed through obedience yeah. to the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
and keep moving forward. Obedience to the Holy Spirit. You know, I saw something by Bill Johnson the other day, or maybe it was uh, Chris Wallaton. I can't remember. It was somebody out of that Bethel camp, but they said, uh, fire only falls on sacrifice. Mm. And we want the fire and power of God in our lives. We want to see it. We want to see it manifest. But a lot of times we're not willing to sacrifice fire falls on sacrifice the sacrifice uh, the sacrificing the sacrificing of my will of my desires uh, a lot of times good things are not god things for me it's not it good things can actually keep you from god's best sometimes right and it's not it's not that it falls under the a sin category but right. it falls under a distraction category yeah. so we want our faith to be strong in this culture we want our faith to be strong we want to be able to lay hands on the sick and they recover we want to be able to pray and god answer a prayer we want to be able to walk into a region and declare the, the the kingdom of god being built but we've also got to be willing to obey the holy spirit so that our faith can grow and increase and power our power with god can become pure yeah. uh, more more potent yeah. and and allow holy spirit to uh really burn out see when that fire falls on the sacrifice it burns out all the impurities yeah. and we need god to fall on us and burn out the sin and burn out the impurities but but we we literally light up for jesus and burn in our cities and our communities and our churches and um in in our job on our jobs yeah. um with our children in our homes yes everywhere that we are called as women and and christians to be yeah absolutely so good acts 26 and 18 and then you just step in here and say whatever you god's got for you but acts 26 and 18 says that we are sanctified by faith yeah so my sanctification comes by faith hebrews 11 and 6 says you can't please god without faith Right. So yeah. I can't even I can't even please God without faith. You got anything to say to that? Oh yeah, that's I wrote that down this morning too. And also in talking about um, in Hebrews eleven, we know that faith is the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Just because we aren't seeing it doesn't mean we can't have we should not have. It's almost a commandment for us to have the faith to see that happen. That's really good too. And something else I was thinking about and heard, um, and you had touched on this a few minutes ago. Where this is this is really cool. Where you look is where you go, and wow. you're probably gonna say duh. But like I th- I thought about last night when I heard that. Where you look is where you go. Where you look is kind of where we walk. You know, we can't walk somewhere without looking. And the, but the idea is when we look to a resurrected Christ, when we look to Christ, and as, as that's where we're gonna go. That should be our template. You know, instead of that wavering of of oh I'm looking at my circumstance or I'm looking at this person and then you know putting my my trust in them and they they fail us right look to the resurrected Christ we're our path we're, we're walking with him and towards him I just thought that was so powerful it is powerful the resurrected Christ is our true north yes yeah and that, that's our true north and so if we've got that as our true north if we've got the resurrected Christ as our true north we never get off course right we never get off course. Um, I want to take a few minutes and give some prophetic words, and then we'll come right back to this topic. You want to start with uh, three of yours? Sure, absolutely. Okay, my, so three. 
And I want to go ahead at the beginning and say, if I mess up your name, pronouncing anybody's name on here, please give me some grace and forgive me for that. I'll do my we best. Will, we will forgive you because I butcher them every week. Okay. So this is Olga and Tohi from Washington. Olga, right away, I just, when I paused and, and thought about your name and asked the Holy Spirit to speak to me, I heard beautiful one oh. that you are seen, you are called his beloved one. And he loves you. Like, I just saw this this great big love for you. And then I heard that new things are coming. I saw, right away, I saw this picture and I, of this gorgeous um, out mountains and um, we're down, at, it's all green and there, it's cavernous and beautiful and a horizon. And I just heard new things are on the horizon for you. And that I felt there was this feeling of excitement over you in your life and anticipation. So I just pray now, Holy Spirit, that you'd speak to Olga and reveal to her and, and open her eyes and heart to see this new things that you're doing in her life, that she would have this anticipation of this of a new horizon that's headed her way and speak to her, Lord. Amen. Um, Raja and Annan, these are two kids in Vancouver, Washington, and I probably have not pronounced either of their names correctly, Raja and Annan, or A-N-O-N. But I just wanted to pray over you, and then I heard a couple of things. So, Lord, I just pray right now over their minds and their bodies. Lord, I speak clarity of minds yes, over Lord. their hearts as they are learning in our education system and in their home and over their hearts as a protection. Lord, I speak a protection over them at school. I heard that they were ambassadors yes, at their Lord. school. That's the word I heard. They are ambassadors at their school and they're little revivalists and there's no junior Holy Spirit. So they're little revivalists, just they're little because of their stature, but I just call forth a revivalist and an, an, an ambassador over them. May you protect them at school. May they be confident and bold. Yes, just speak your word there. Becca Robinson. I heard this. Take courage. Even in the waiting, he has you. Keep your eyes on him and his goodness. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for him. So I just felt this sense to tell you not to fret, don't rush, but just soak yourself in testimonies. So yes. soak yourself in the testimonies from scripture, look for them uh, within your church or, or history, but testimonies. And then write down these two other verses that you can read on your own. It's Psalms 31, 24, and Matthew 14, 27. Praise God. Uh, praise God. The first person I want to pray over is, um, Lord, I'm going to butcher this too. It's Gil Mini Rodriguez. It's G-U-I-L-L-E-R-M-I-N-A. Oh, awesome. Mini. I have her too. Okay. Uh, you had her too? Yeah. She... That, I, well, okay. But you do her. That's good. Okay. Well, what I saw that you were, what I saw when I saw your name, I saw generational um, bondage that had uh, like a black. And if you have something different, give it to her because this is, you know, the Holy Spirit is definitely, we get, we see in part, we prophesy in part. It was like a black, um, a veil that that has literally followed your family for centuries and you have such a heart to do right and such a heart for God and and you are dealing with this thing and I hear the Holy Spirit saying uh, that he is breaking every bit of that off your lineage and off of your family and that 
as, as hard as it's been, it's going to be so light. It's coming down. It's like crashing. It's a structure, an evil structure that, that somehow was brought into your family centuries ago by some actions of some of your forefathers. But God is bringing that structure to, to a halt. He is crashing that structure down. And you're going to literally feel the freedom of the Holy Ghost. And I prophesy to you healing and wholeness. I prophesy to you wisdom and and uh, the ability to step into your new identity and what you need to do a sweet a sweet girl is just begin to thank god for freedom and ask god to show you any um area that your family made an agreement with the enemy and break that off in jesus name i would also encourage you to um if you've never done it to go do a sozo and uh, but you are going to step into major freedom major uh breakthrough for your family and you're going to see the 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 life and the joy that you've been contending for yeah so good i will just add can i just add really quick to her since i I got her just it's it's a it's a little different but i do feel like maybe it can kind of tie in it what i felt like for you um miss rodriguez was that you maybe you were feeling alone or separated or even like you've said to yourself gosh i just don't i feel like god's far from me and he doesn't feel close and I just wanted to remind you that he is there right with you and he shelters you and, and covers you. And I got that picture of, of in Psalm 91 where he tucks you in, you know, under his wing. He's keeping you close. So I just want to yeah. add that. That so, makes but, sense because the enemy, the Lord is breaking the enemy's covering and he's mm-hmm. giving you his covering. Yeah, and his covering and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And there's joy when, when we step into our rightful place with Jesus. The next person I want to prophesy is Mickey Alberts. Do you have that one? Okay, good. <laughs> Mickey Alberts. Uh, I see the Lord stepping on the bow of the boat with you and saying, peace, be still. And you've been through some real shaky um, seasons in your life, but the Lord has said, peace, be still. And uh, so all you got to do is stand there and trust the Lord and he is going to bring things into order. I see things coming into order. I see the waves calming down and I see a time of clear pathways and much blessing for you, Mickey. Uh, Julie Litch. Julie Litchfield, stand still and see the glory of the Lord. You've been asking God for more. You've been asking God to increase your faith. You've been asking God to show you any wicked way in you. You've been asking God to search your heart and he is doing that and he is showing you and he is, you are definitely in a season of deal and reveal and and you've invited the Lord in to deal with you, to reveal to you and he is making you strong. You are an amazing woman of God. God, and you're going to see great revival in your family. And as, as you submit to the Lord with every level of submission, it's going to come a higher level of anointing on your life and uh, stand still and see the glory of the Lord. Good. You want to do three sister? Sure. Yeah, here we go. Carmelita Yannick out of Texas. I wanted, I just right away felt like you're not second. Uh, you're first. He, he sees you as first. You are loved by him and he's your father and he's good. And he, he is not one to cause harm. I, I wanted to remind you of that, that he's the one that brings peace. So I just speak against any worry of being second or feeling unseen or not noticed that he sees you, he loves you and that all anxiety goes away and all worry goes away and is being displaced by his peace. His peace is covering you and 
knowing that you are his first. You are not second, not chosen, not picked on the team. You're the first choice on his team. And Christy Walker in Pasadena, Texas. I saw joy comes in the morning. I heard right away. He is the giver of joy and it's, it's a fruit of the spirit. So it's not based on the circumstances around you right now, maybe in your life, maybe what you're feeling in the world. Um, but that the Holy spirit is coming in for you in a new refreshing way. We it's, um, the Bible says, you know, be being filled. That's a continuous thing. It's not like once we're filled with the Holy spirit, yep, check, I got it, but it's a continuous be being filled. And so I just think there's this newness coming for you in, 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 and a fresh infilling of the Holy spirit in your life. That's going to produce more fruits of the spirit. And one of those is joy. And that you, I even feel like maybe when I first talked about how it's not based on circumstances around you, that maybe you, um, Christy are one who sometimes when we have that gift of intercession, uh, we take on the burdens of, of those around us, or even maybe uh, the world, maybe that what's happening in, the, in a specific area of the world, you're carrying that as a burden. But while that, um, that maybe the Lord has put, put that on you, the, the part of the heaviness is not. And so I just sense this, like, just pray through, pray over that situation, knowing that, that, his joy is yours and that he, you have enough of, of the Holy spirit in you to, to speak to those situations and to, to choose joy and let that kind of come through you as you, as you're praying and interceding for situations that may be heavy right now. And then I have, I think I have two more. You want me to hold them and you do a couple? Uh, yeah, let's, I want to say that that'll be great. We'll come right back to it. Uh, I want to say that in fact, when we're walking in faith, we've got to trust the process. Because um, many times, uh, more times than not, when I've had to trust God, I did not see anywhere how this, it was impossible. Like you said, God starts at the impossible. It was impossible. And then I would step into it and then, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept, God would begin revealing himself. But, but you must trust the process. And I I think about when, um, when Joseph was told as a young man through a dream. Remember, he got a he got a prophetic dream, and he was already his dad's favorite. There was already a cloak of favor on him. He was born with a cloak of favor on him, and so he gets this. He has this dream, and in his dream, all of his brothers are bowing down to him. And of course, he's he's probably young, and well, he is young, and he's prideful, I'm sure, because daddy spoiled him. So I'm so I'm sure there's some character issues that need to be worked out. And he goes and tells all of his brothers his dream. And then they just get mad at him and angry and resentful. And it's just, you know, it's a whole, it it gives me hope when I read the Bible stories and all these family dynamics, it just helps us know that families are families and we all have our dynamics, you know? Yes. So um, he has this dream. He goes and tells his brothers, they don't receive it well. They're mad at him and they conspire to kill him. And we know the story, they throw, they're going to kill him. And then one brother talks him out of it and they throw him in a pit and decide to sell him off. So he, he's, he's the first, you know, he tells the dream and he finds himself in a pit being sold off into slavery. So the very first thing this kid is learning is it's this faith thing is not looking like I thought it would look. Where's the, where's the people bowing down to me? I I, I thought I was supposed to 
be something great. And now I'm being sold off into slavery, but it did not. We can tell from reading the Bible that his faith, his faith in God never wavered. So he gets into sold off to Potiphar and there he is just, okay. I find myself in a place where I'm owned by this man, but I'm running his daily activities and I'm going to do it as under the Lord. I'm not going to blame God. God, I thought you told me that I was going to be a ruler. This doesn't look like ruling, but I, but he, no, he submitted to it. He, he not only submitted, but he learned from Potiphar, from running Potiphar's estate. He really learned how to run a country. Yeah. He didn't realize that his faith was taking him down a dark road of trial, but it was preparing him for that dream to come to pass. Yeah. It was a testing. It was revealing strength in him. It was, it was dealing with things in him. So now he's a young man. I'm sure he's a good looking young man. And Potiphar's wife decides that she wants to have some hoochie coochie time with him, which ain't very nice, but okay. She's not, she's not living holy. She's not living holy. She's not living holy. So she's trying to seduce this boy and he, he literally runs away from her because right, I love it. He, he wants to do the honorable thing. He, yes. he sure, I'm sure she was not an ugly woman. I'm sure she was probably a very well kept woman. I'm sure that, you know, he's in the prime of life. He yeah. could have done whatever he needed to do and kept his position and just snuck around and, and been taken care of the rest. But he was not, he was got, there was a, that was a test and his character was proven to be true. Now you would think with making the right choice that God would have arranged it for him to get an advancement. Yeah, not so much. You know, that, that that's how we think in life. Well, when I did the right thing, God, and then this happened? Well, well I, I should have got an advancement. But what about them? They got a, an advancement and I didn't get an advancement. I got, I, now I'm in prison for doing the right thing, for right. telling this chick no. And do the right thing by my master. And so yeah. now he finds himself in the prison. Now, notice this. Every level of his life taught him something different. Line upon line, precept upon precept. In Potiphar's house, he learned how to run business. He learned how, God blessed everything he put his hand to. Yeah. In the prison, the gifts of the spirit became more and more powerful for him. And he started interpreting dreams. And he even did something for one of the major, I think it was the baker or the candlestick maker or something. I, I think it was the baker. I just wanted to rhyme there with a the candlestick maker. And, uh, <laughs> and, he, and he interpreted a dream and then the guy didn't even, he never remembered him. But, but when Pharaoh started having these troubling dreams and nobody could interpret them, they remember Joseph. Yeah. They remember Joseph. And so, a whole lot of time has passed by. There's been a lot of process in Joseph's life. See, the more process you go through, the higher you're going to go in life. If you're willing to go through the process and allow God to burn out the mixture, that the faith to stay with it right. will take you to, to a place of, of great um, influence and blessing. I really believe that. And so now he finds himself in front of Pharaoh. They've called for him. He's been in the prison a long time. They call for him and he interprets his dream because he's allowed God through the process to work out the pride, to work out the arrogance, 
to work out what he thought he should do and where he thought he should be. See, we, we spend so much of our time. We have so many expectations. A lot of times we pray God to God and we give him the strategy for helping us. Yeah, the list. We, t- we tell him how he needs to fix it. Or we tell him the time frame he needs to get things done in. Yes. When, when really he's almighty God, he's sovereign. And yes, we can touch his heart. He feels our infirmity. We can, just like children can press on our hearts. We can press on his hearts, but we have to trust him in the process. And that is what real faith is. When, when we can't understand or we can't see. Absolutely. And so then he finds himself interpreting the dream. And I love this part of the scripture when Pharaoh says, okay, you've, you were the man that interpreted it. And I believe because God gave you the ability to interpret this extremely um, important message that he sent me, that he's also going to, ha- you also have the ability to lo- to run it logistically. And if you look back in his life, everything had a purpose. Every process literally pushed him, pressed him into his purpose. So good. Pressed him. And so the prophetic word to everyone here is, look, allow God, lean in to God. Lean into your life. Don't run from your life. Don't take tests over and over again because you don't want to take them. The, the, the 40 years in the wilderness was just such a repeat of foolishness because they just wouldn't cross on in when they were supposed to lean into what God has for you, press in and know that God will take you through and you will be victorious. Um, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, you cannot please God without faith. When you think about, I can't please God without faith. I got, it's pretty important that I have it. Galatians 3 and 14 says, we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Yes. Romans 1 and 17 says, the just shall live by faith. Yes. Romans 5 and 1 says, we're justified and made righteous by faith. Romans 12 and 3, we have the measure of faith, but we can grow that measure, but right. we've been, all been given a measure. Romans 10 and, 8, 10 and 8, we preach the word of faith. 2 Corinthians 1 24, by faith we stand. Yes. 1 Peter 5 and 9, we resist the devil by faith. The Bible talks about the shield of faith and being established by faith. I like to say we've got, we, we can walk in crazy faith. What's crazy faith? People whose minds are no longer governed by what they see. Yes, so good. People who realize that he starts with the impossible. That's so good. Yeah, he starts with the impossible. Romans 14, 23. Whatever is not, listen to this. Whatever is not a faith is sin. Allowing God to rid us of the works of the flesh, praying in the spirit, praying scriptures over our lives and families, not being led by sight or earthly things, but being led by the spirit and the truth of God. We're on a faith journey. Yep. 
Absolutely. And you know what? We're all on a different part of that journey too. Callie's faith journey doesn't look like mine. Mine doesn't look like yours, but wherever you are on that journey, all those scriptures that she just read and that prophecy is for you. And I, I encourage you that if you're in a place of, of you're feeling you need a, more faith or your, your faith is uncertain, go back and listen to all those scripture addresses that she gave you, write them down, put them around you, stir up that gift of faith in you. It's a gift, stir it up. When you pray for people, I, you know, I really love to um, listen to the, I love to go into situations, especially where nobody's non-Christian situations. I really do. I, I, I enjoy it more and more ever than ever because um, I ask God to use me and I ask him to use my faith because it takes faith sometimes to step out with these folks. And then I ask him to heal hearts. And I was uh, in a situation um, last week. Was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. And I went to a um, little uh, party at one of Rachel's events. And I was talking to this young man and I'm not going to say his name, but I was talking to this young man and I know he comes from a church background and I know he believes. And I said to him, where do you go to church? And he said, I don't go to church. And he said, I don't, you know, and he began to tell me that all the experiences he'd have with church. And sometimes, you know, church is not perfect. We all know church is not perfect. Pastors aren't perfect. Fivefold ministry is not perfect. And so I listened to him. And I just listened to him. And uh, I'd given him a prophetic word prior to asking him this question that caused him to, to cry. And so when he told me that, I just listened to him. And then I said to him, I said, okay, God, help me with him. Help me, help, help me with him. And I heard the Lord say, tell him not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. That that um, mankind is all God has to work with on this yeah. earth. Now that sounds like a very simple answer. It is a very simple answer. So I said to him, I just want to say one thing to you, son. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Everything you said is true. There is a lot of problems with the church, but mankind is the only thing that God has to work with on this earth to, to reach the world. And just because it's not perfect doesn't mean we shouldn't be a part of it. Good. And he, he said, whoa, that makes sense. And that's all he said. He said, that, that makes sense. The next day I saw him at another event. Uh, he came up to me, him and his wife, and gave me a big hug. And he said, what you said to me about the church changed my life. Now, to me, it was not very profound. It's true, but I didn't consider that the most profound thing I've ever said. But I I followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. It took faith for me to do that because I could have made him mad after I gave him a prophetic word. But I asked God what to say, and God gave me the answer. God wants us to use our faith in every area of our life. Yes. Listen, I got to say this right now to those listening right there. Just now, Pastor Callie gave a profound teaching for every one of us to do in every arena, the grocery store. Imagine doing that, listening. Listen, you don't have to be Pastor Callie, you know, prophet of all because she's fantastic. Yes. Can we mature in our, in our gift of hearing the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yes. And stop and pause and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me now. 
And then, yes, it's going to take that faith to speak it. But I just felt like that was a directive from her to all of us that in our, where we are, maybe we're not with like the gentleman she was speaking to, but the, the grocery store person you see often or the teacher at school, whatever that is, what if just like, like the testimony she shared, you changed their world, changed their life for that matter, their names written in the book of life because of what you just did. Yeah. God just wants us to be, um, to be trust him with what he puts in. And but listen, I had a lot of answers I could have given him. I've been in this a long time. I could have given him started a, a debate of why church. And I knew that was not going to do any good. Debate is not good, but truth will pierce the hearts that you're standing in front of. Yeah. So I pulled back and I said, ask God, help me say something that will direct him in a different way of thinking. Yeah. And that's all I said. And then we went on to talk about something else. Somebody else walked up and uh, I was able to, you know, go on and do finish my evening. And the two nights later at another event, he showed up and came to me. So my, my, my encouragement to you is you use faith and you use faith with raising your children. You use faith with your spouse. You use faith with your sister. You use faith with your congregation. You use faith on your job. I can remember being in the corporate world and starting out on the lowest level, Laura, and yeah. by faith, I was able to climb that corporate ladder. Now it didn't, it was more than just a spiritual principle. I showed up early and worked late. I put some elbow grease into it. You know, we can't, we can be so spiritual. We're no earthly good. We've got, we've got to, you know, if you want to do great on your job, not only do you need to pray and listen to the Holy Spirit, but you need to do excellent work, show up early, stay late and really uh, show people that you're worthy of being promoted. Right. But but it's going to take faith in every area of our life. I want to take these next three names that I have, or actually yeah. I have five names. Mar- Margarita Ramos. Margarita Ramos. I hear the word of the Lord saying to you that you are his lovely daughter, and he is well pleased with you. He smiles at you when he sees you. He laughs at you. You are funny, and he thinks you're funny. He doesn't want anything about you to change. He just wants you. He literally waits on you to wake up in the morning. Uh, 2019, 2020 are going to be fabulous years. God is repositioning you for the greatest harvest in your life. Kathleen Durant, um, I see God healing your family and healing someone's body that's connected. I don't even know if it's you or if it's someone that's connected with you. Y'all have been contending for a healing, a physical healing, and God is going to grant that and move in your family. Uh, Shelly Keaton, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. God is teaching you how to trust him. And in this um journey of trust, you're going to find that God can be trusted. He is not like an earthly father that could not be trusted. He is not like an earthly mother. When you're dealing with people, uh, there's many of you that have great fathers and mothers that were, could be trusted, but then some of you did not have great fathers and mothers and could not be trusted, but God says he can be trusted and he is proving to you that he can be trusted. Uh, Michelle Miller, um, this is a time where God is pulling you back to pull, to launch you out. He is pulling you back, uh, into a prayer. He's pulling you back into intercessory prayer. He's pulling you back. It feels like you're being pruned a bit. It feels like you're being, um, 
you feel a little bit vulnerable, but God vulnerable, but God is pulling you back to launch you out. And uh, we, we've got to be willing to be pressed, pruned, and, uh, you know, the pressing of the grapes. When does the juice come out? When you press them. And so he is, you're in a time of pressing, but great joy is yours and great harvest is yours and your family. And then the last one I'm going to pray for is Kelly Klein. Um, it's P-E-S-I-S. And I see the Lord um, just strengthening you. Uh, you've been through a lot uh, in the last few months and maybe even in the last year and you feel weak, you feel weak, but the Lord is pouring oil over you and wine into you and he is strengthening you for the journey ahead. And you're going to feel revived. You're going to feel a new wind. There's a fresh wind of God coming on your family. Do you want to finish up your prophecy? Yeah, I've got two here. Kim Lambert. I heard hope is rising and I actually saw it like a tsunami. It's like a tsunami of hope. And Romans 5, 5, I want you to read it because it does say that hope does not disappoint because of God's love poured out over you. So I felt like maybe past hurts or losses, disappointments or dreams that are not yet realized have caused there to be a lack of hope. And so I just speak a hope tsunami yes. over, over your home, over your marriage, if you're married, over if you have children, what over your life, I just speak a hope tsunami over you. And then Sarah Gibson. God's promises are yes. I want you to read the um, the Second Corinthians one twenty. It, it, keep track. I want you to read that, and then I want you to keep track of God's promises in Scripture. Almost, um, I almost do like a study of the promises of God to remind yourself of who He is, and all of those promises are for you that you might be waiting for a promise, but He never fails, and that's yes. why. I just felt encouraged to remind you to look for the promises because his promises are yes and amen, and he never fails. So I just bless you over that. And I pray for your heart as you are right now feeling um, feeling as though you have not yet seen those promises. They've not yet been realized. Take hope and courage and know that his promises are yes and amen over you. So God bless you. Lord, I just thank you for this amazing time with all of these that have tuned in today. I thank you for Laura and what she's doing for the Lord uh, in Vancouver and, and what her and Brian are doing for the Lord all over the world, really, not just uh, there in their city. And I just thank you for a major um, and feeling of the Holy Spirit at this crown conference. I just declare that everyone that comes yeah. is going to be touched and renewed and strengthened. And God, it's going to be so personal for every lady that's here. So personal. And uh, we just give you the praise and the glory. I want to encourage you to go on. Uh, Juan is getting ready to post it on our link where you can see it. Um, go on there and sign up. Uh, I, I encourage you to get on a plane, train, or an automobile and come be a part of this. Your life's going to be changed. You're going to be blessed. And I love you, Laura. I just declare the bless, blessing of the Lord over you and your kids. And I can't wait to see you and Emily in a few days. Yes, I'm excited. And, yeah. And, and I just want to say again, get to crown. However you can get there. It's going to be a powerful time. next. It weekend. is going to be powerful. We're, we're so looking forward to it. Love you so much. And y'all have a wonderful day. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.